Peace and blessings, and welcome to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Transparent Credit Repair, the superheroes of the financial literacy and credit repair world. Open your wallet to receive money instead of paying bills. To do that, cleaning your credit will help you get out of debt. To clear that debt, you can contact Transparent Credit Repair at www.transparentcreditrepair.com or you can call them at 862-250-5122 and tell them Heritage Hip Hop sent you and get a surprise in the transaction. This episode, we talked to somebody who was at Hip Hop's foundation who came in with the original Zulus and helped make his own movement out of the hip hop culture. That is Ron B. Stinkin' Savage, a councilman in the New York State government who was a facilitator of laws to help children and people who have gone through some tough times in their lives. From carrying crates to help legislation and law creation, Ron B. Stinger Savage is someone we need to get to know and learn how hip-hop is bigger than music. It's also in politics and changing the way we look at the world. Pay attention, this is a special one, and I'll come back with the rest of my commentary after he's finished talking. Peace and blessings, and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. And part of hip hop that I think is missing is paying homage to the people who helped put hip hop on the map. And tonight, I have somebody who not only put hip hop on the map, but elevated what hip hop is in the community. Please introduce yourself to the people. This is Ron B. Stinger Savage. It's a pleasure and an honor to get to talk to you, and more so because not only for who you are, but how you can detail and teach me about the culture that helped make me who I am today. So thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to talk to you. Yeah, no doubt. Much respect. I don't ask people what got them into hip-hop or how it started in their lives and everything because those are stories you can see in every documentary and hear in every conversation. I want to ask you, when you finally got hip to the hip-hop culture or the budding hip-hop culture, what was it and how did it pull you in? <laughs> oh, man. It's like, um, you know, when I was younger, I was like in um, junior high school. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I had, I had heard about, you know, DJs playing in the park and all that stuff. And, um, you know, I was like kind of interested, you know, in it. And then my, my cousin, she had went, um, with a guy named Curtis. And, um, Curtis was part of a group called, uh, the Crazy Eight Zulu Crew, you right. know? And, um, so, you know, that, that was one of the Zulu Nation groups, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, that's how I first got um, introduced to um, to hip-hop, you know. And um, I used to go, you know, with, with, with my cousins and them to, uh, to, um, to, to the parties. And uh, Lisa Lee, um, that was, uh, you know, one of uh, uh, the Zulu Nation's uh, MCs, you know, Bambada, Red Alert, and all them. You know, she was like one of the first females MCs, um, Lisa Lee. So um, her and my cousin, you know, they used to say that they were cousins, you know? So that's, that's how I got, you know, introduced uh, to, you know, to hip hop and, and, and to know what, what it was. And then uh, fast forward a few years um, after that, then this girl in my building, she had went with DJ Jazzy J, you know, Jazzy J, you know, that's the Zulu Nation's uh, DJ, that was Africa Bambada's DJ. Mm -hmm. um, so when um, she met him, you know, Jazzy, 
he um he inherited me <laughs> mm. <laughs> because I was like I was like you know like their little brother you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so you know I used to I used to pile around um with Jazzy and stuff and I used to be on the stage with Jazzy and then you know I was uh one of the crate boys for Jazzy and for you know the younger audience who don't know what crate boy is you know that was back in the days you know we used to carry um the the the, the crates the crates is the milk cart. They used to have mm-hmm. the uh, the records in the records in it, you know. And when the DJ, you know, would tell us like what record, you know, to get out the crate, you know, we would look look in it and then give it to them, you know. So you know, crate boys back then, you know, had a had a lot of jewels. We used to give out the flies to the parties and stuff, you know. That's mm-hmm. how we got the girls. <laughs> oh, okay. So are you yeah, talking man, about eighty three, eighty four? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Way, 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 way back then, you know, with uh. You know, groups like the, the, the Cold Crush Brothers, you know, the Funky Four, the Fantastic Five, the L Brothers, <laughs> one of the originals, you know? See, that's important for me to find out because that's a little before my time. I heard of that, but I never experienced it. And plus, I've never been in that New York culture like that. I'm sure if I would have been able to go to New York back then, even as a young man, I probably would have moved to New York and fell in love with a girl from New York. You know what I'm saying? Because when, when you hear about those days and those times, even though the street was still present, people got together for peace and unity, and it was a good time seeing the break dances, the wild styles, the the the, the planet rocks and things. And you go, damn! I wish I could experience that. What is it like? What crew? You know? Yeah, yeah. Crazy legs and them. And I mean, mm-hmm. what was it like? to be in the element because look we always talk about back then and y'all don't know and we could always like i could watch wild style i could watch video music box i could watch that but that doesn't bring the atmosphere and the element to it what was the atmosphere and the element of early hip-hop like oh man it was like it it, it was a great it, it was a great feeling you know and you know it was new and you know when when i used to go you know um to Bronx River Center, you know, and 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 look at crazy legs and them uh, break dancing and stuff. You know, it it was cool, man. It, it you know it was it, it was totally different than than the way it is now. You know, and it, it it was all about you know peace, love, and 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 having fun. It was you know it was just it was just about you know you know just having fun. You know what I'm saying? And and mm-hmm. it was it, it was a really good um experience you know to, to to be a part of that culture and to see you know the the djs and stuff um you know playing in the parks and stuff and this was um you know be, be before hip-hop even had the name hip-hop you know what i'm saying mm. it was just mm. like it was just like jamming jam it was jamming in the park you know what i'm saying and how um hip-hop got his name was through keith cowboy um that was uh, one grandmaster grandmaster flash's uh mc Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, because he used to say hip hop, you know, hip hop on the mic, hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. that's how, you know, uh, Africa Bambada started, uh, and, and named this culture, uh, uh, uh hip hop, you know, and, and hip hop culture, you know, so, and, and that's how, um, it began. As an architect, or one of the architects that helped put what we celebrate worldwide today, I want to ask you, as this, as the culture began to groom itself, how did the MC, in your opinion, become as prominent as the DJ in this surpass it? 
you, you know, and that's crazy because back in the days, it wasn't even about, it wasn't, it wasn't about the MC. It was about the DJ. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, the, it, it was all about the DJ back then. And I believe, you know, when it, when it started about the MC, you know, and stuff, oh man, I think, to be honest, I think maybe a little earlier, I think this was what, uh, maybe like the late 80s when um, the Sigur Hill Gang, um, when they did the, the, the first rap record, you know okay. what I'm saying? And I, I, I believe that's when they started really paying attention to the MCs and stuff when, when, um, when rap got on, got on records, you know? Because so when it went corporate. Before that time, yeah, before that time, it was all about uh, the, the DJs, you know, like Grand Wizard did or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, people would want to come to the parties to, to, to see the DJs. Me, I like the Cold Crush Brothers because they, back then, that was like my favorite group and that's still my favorite group now. But okay. yeah, I think, I, I, I think once records, rap became um, on records, I think that's when it, it, it switched to the MCs. Everyone, you know, now, you know, looking at the MCs and they just totally forgot about the DJs. We're going to touch on that point back at the end of the uh, end of the uh, interview, because me, I get excited when I learn about the '80s culture. Because in the '80s, I was a young boy. I mean, that was He-Man, Transformers for me. That was little kid stuff. So to be in junior high and to be able to appreciate the first real age after Grandmaster Flowers, and to see the mm-hmm. Park Jams, Herc, Bambada, and Flash, and there was mm-hmm. others that probably people don't even know about. Those those times have been documented in like the Get Down TV show. There was a rehashing a wild style because people wanted to go back and see that again. And you were front line when it came to see everything come to play. I want to ask you an MC question about the eighties though that always perplexed me. We always talk about Busy B and Kumo D, right? Right. That's, that's the changing of the guard, KRS One said. It hopped the hippie, the hippie to the the yeah. bars. Cause it seemed like Kumo D was the author of bars. I wanna ask you a question. What made Grandmaster Kaz and Melly Mel stand out? Hmm. It was just their style, their 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 style of rapping and like with Melly Mel, he you know, he was different. Like when his raps it was like telling stories, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like, oh man, like he would rap and, 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 and tell like a story. Everybody else back then would rap and it'd be like a party rap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like throw your hands in the air, you know what I'm saying? And like crowd participation. But, you know, um, uh, uh, Melly Mel and, 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 you know, like, like the Cold Crush Grandmaster cast, you know, that they, their rhymes was just so different from everybody. It was like they were like storytellers, you know? Mm. So Grandmaster Cass didn't do the party rhyme. He did a structured rhyme. And then Melly Mel mm-hmm. took it to the level, another level by elevating it with story rap that had a message. That's, um, it's a, the message itself, right? And then yeah. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, doing Shaka Khan. You know, he had a, a melody even with that, right? As you've seen the MC become prominent, of course the culture had to adapt and change. How are you a part of the change, and what did that? What was that change exactly? 
I think the change came um Melly Mel with the message. I think that was the the, the beginning of the changing of the of of, of, of hip hop itself. You know? Okay. And um uh the the 90s. <laughs> oh yeah, we already know the what 90s. the 90s represents. Yeah. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I think the 90s yeah, is the man. only only decade in hip hop that had three or four different personalities. Never <laughs> be another 90s ever again. I agree. I agree. But when I ask you about the change, I'm not only talking about the MC, I mean the culture. What did you see in the 90s that changed the culture, and how were you a part of that? Hmm. Back then, it's like, oh, I, I remember the the, 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 the clothes and, oh, man, um, just the whole, you know, I used to, I, I back in the 90s, I used to, um, uh, uh, worked for uh, Dick Scott Entertainment, and we nice. used to manage. Um, sh- yeah, we used we used to manage Showbiz and AG. You know, okay. Showbiz and AG. That's part of DITC. Digging the trade right. with Fat Joe, Big L, Diamond D, Lord Finesse. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. just 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 that, that just that click alone. You know what I'm saying? It's the, the way they rap was different from you know from from when we when when we started hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And I, mm-hmm. I think then just watching them and like, uh, Masters of Ceremony, um, uh, the Masters of Ceremony, that's Grand Pooba. That's Grand Pooba's mm-hmm. first group. You, that's you, right. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm, and, and just watching them, it's just, I believe that's when the style like really started like really changing the, and, and, and the whole culture itself. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I sat there and, and, and I watched it from the 80s to the 90s to even now and and it's just like it just kept growing and growing and changing and changing i guess it just changed with the times mm-hmm. i mean yeah i agree because even when puba first came out puba was nice nobody was touching puba and, and even poetic when he first came out before the grave diggers movement and everything poetic and puba were like crazy with it because they brought style wordplay and even their voices changed so it wasn't a mellow one-tone rap you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. even them i think they were ushers in with the guard and then but you said something very key you said around that time you started managing so you've seen that hip-hop went from street level entertainment to corporate executive money grabs right mm-hmm. And Bambada and Zulu Nation is known for the, the, the coining the term the pillars of hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what hip hop meant for the community at that time. When did you see the, the pillars being lost and something new coming out? Say, when what? When did you see the pillars get lost? People stopped acknowledging the pillars and then hip hop changed from the loss of the pillars. Was it in the 90s, you think? I believe in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you think led to it? Like, what happened, you think? Besides corporate America. I mean, I have to answer to everything, but... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But what else did you see? Hmm. I just seen... I mean, it just, it just changed with the time. You know, the, the rap... The, the, the rap style had changed and mm-hmm. I guess 
people had got tired of not really tired let me not say tired it, it just it just it, it just changed from the the the, the first style when you know when, when when it was developed you know and you know when you had the 90s it just kept you know telling stories and, and you know it, it just it just elevated to like messages and and stuff, you know, it's just no one really wanted to hear party partying anymore. You know, it was just a, it was just a change, and that started in the nineties. Elevation is always going to be geared towards of the community and the culture based on what they go through. In the eighties, hip hop was nigga music. That's what it was called because it was people from the inner city crying out for attention because they were tired of violence and they were tired of being taken for granted. I remember seeing in the Bronx, Ronald Reagan came to petition for voters, and when the voters came to talk to him, he got pissed at them because they were talking about how America was unfair and he did not want to hear their voices. Mm -hmm. um, Ed Koch the same way. Am I right? I ain't like Ed Koch. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He was the same way. He was the same way. And, and, and in the 90s, those children of the 80s got pissed. So while the older guard wanted to change life so that they could have something for the youth, the youth took that poverty and made it into anger. And the 90s is when street music first came in. My question to you, being one of the one of the people I would look to for knowledge on the changes of hip hop is is this. As the street music came in to take over the nineties, how did New York adapt to jump into the culture I mean the, the corporate lane to save the culture from people just putting money into it? Man, truthfully man, like when man, when when rap started getting on records and, and changing and, and, and the music industry stole it from the pioneers. It, mm -hmm. it, 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 it just changed, it just changed, man. And, and, you know, just people just started acting funny, you know, just different. And I mean, and the, the music industry, when, you know, when they got involved, they really, they really didn't, they really didn't really, to me, care about you know the the the, the, the culture part. You know, mm -hmm. they, it was just about it was just about money. It was just money to them and what like what can sell. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. to, to me, when things started really changing from like you know from the Grand Poobas and and, and and the Showbiz and AG and the, 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 the Fat Joes. Is, is, you know, when the West Coast, um, got involved, NWA, mm -hmm. and what is it, NWA? NWA. Mm -hmm. Um, when, when they, uh, was like, you know, fuck the police and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. and they seen that, especially on the West Coast, that the, the people were into that and, and, and they started selling. And that's what the music industry wanted. They they wanted that type of stuff, you know, with the 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 the, the, the bang bang shoot them up and, and and the drugs and stuff like that. And, mm -hmm. and that's when the, the 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 real culture, you know, just be just just was lost. <laughs> I, I get you know, it. Cause I mean, the I... beginning of hip hop was just so lost, you know, when the music industry took over. 
I get it because that's called corporate espionage. It's looking to see what you can take control of and getting something that you can make money from and promote it to be the highest thing. And since New York is the media capital, the West Coast was brand new. So they used the newness to phase out what's considered, quote, unquote, old to get their own. Because the West Coast did not ruin hip-hop, and the West Coast hip-hop is dope. There's a lot of MCs from the West Coast that I like. But even what, what we're talking about, People from your guard got into the music industry because, like you said, you became a manager. People became um, endorsed. They, they had endorsements. Join the Zulu Nation. So, didn't people from the West Coast become Zulus? As people from other um, parts of the country um, start rapping, didn't they become Zulus? And that helped get even that worldwide or nationwide. Yeah, I mean, man, like. To the Zulu Nation, you got like Queen Latifah, she's, you know, she's part of Zulu, you have mm-hmm. uh, um, I- Ice Cube, you know, mm-hmm. Ice T, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, mm-hmm. they, you know, they, 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 they all are, 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 part, are, are part of Zulu. Word. You know, as a kid, it was always my goal to try to be a part of Zulu Nation, for real. That was the goal of mine. Like, I really wanted to meet them, especially when I was in college. Because that was like, it's like you can't, you can't love hip hop and not pay dues to want to know who's who. You know, and I know some Zulu Nation members, but I've never been grafted in, which is still a goal of mine, somewhat, somewhat, but you know, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Coming from that background though, coming from that background though, you grew up in a culture that came from the street abandoned the inner city on a mainstream level, and now the mainstream is being used to heal the world. Are you proud of hip-hop and how the message of hip-hop has matured? Um, I'm not fond of the music today. Okay. Um, because hip-hop is, is, is very powerful, and the, mes- the messages that they're sending out today is just is wrong to me. You know what I'm saying? I think they should have more positive um positive images mm-hmm. on the videos and 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 their message. I mm-hmm. believe you know all of this bang bang shoot 'em up and calling out the women their names and glorifying the, the street. I believe if that was never put on wax, I think mm-hmm. I, I I I think the streets would would be better. I I I really I really really think so. You know, if they just would have kept hip hop parties and not just you know all of this nonsense that's going on with hip hop today. You know, with the disrespect and and making the streets like like it's like 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 the the thing. Like if you ain't if you ain't out there you know selling drugs and you ain't out there carrying guns, then 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 like you know you really ain't rocking. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's not what hip hop is about. That that was never, you know, hip hop. But in today's world, that's hip hop. That's hip hop for them. You know what I'm saying? But that's right. not the true essence of hip hop. Hip hop is about peace and 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 having fun. You know what I'm saying? It's not about bang bang shoot 'em up. That's not hip hop. That's rap. I'm glad you said that because. I think hip-hop is in a good place. I just don't see it from how you see it. And the reason why I think it is is in a good place is not because of music. I think it's because 
we as people of color have a better understanding of how to take control of what we create, what we create as art. The problem is not a lot of people in hip hop are artists. They're just participants. Do you agree? Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay. So then let's look at it this way. If BAM, if Flash, if Herc, if they knew how to create LLCs and make businesses, do you think hip hop would be in a better place if they had control and control ownership of it? I, I believe so. And see, that knowledge is accessible now when it was hard to attain that knowledge back then. You see what I'm saying? Even, even, even with the pro uh, it was a prophecy in the late 90s, maybe like 96, 97, 98 time, when they said, the, the, about, people talking about the machines and the Illuminati and real hip hop was going to go underground and you're going to have to find it. And that happened. So, we still have artists out that have the party message or the feel-good message. It's just that since hip-hop went mainstream and corporate wanted money, and you have a lot of people who sell their souls for money, they're being given to us on the mainstream media instead of us being able to hold on to the culture and have knowledge of them. As an as a, as a, as a architect of this game, I want to ask you about technology before we go back to maturity. Do you think the internet actually helped hip hop, or do you think it hinders hip hop, or both? Hmm. I think it. I think it helps. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because you know, it's the, the internet is, is 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 global. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And and these days, truthfully, mm -hmm. you don't even you don't even need a record company to put out music. Mm -hmm. you, you have, you know, you have the internet, you have social media, you know, you know, these days you, 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 you know, you have the independent artists who, who's selling crazy records mm -hmm. without a, a, without a, a record company. So mm -hmm. I, I definitely think, you know, that, that, that it, that it, it, it does more good than, than I guess the harm, the harm yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, and I mean, that's why I think I think you heard it and it helped it, but more so it gave accessibility to people. And for me, what it did for me, I'm not a fan of Google, but I appreciate Google's power because now I get to go back and hear things through YouTube or old recordings of Cold Crush. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 bro, I met MC Debbie D of Us Girls and. Seeing the movie is one thing, but to hear it and then meet her is another thing. So it gave us accessibility. The thing that I love about the Internet and things is people can see the maturity of hip-hop through where people of good standing in the culture has made differences. We have Andre Rainey. I don't know if you know him. He's the mayor of Peekskill, New York. He's a hip-hop artist the youngest mayor of Peekskill, New York, and the second African-American mayor of the city. That's huge to see an MC in government. You have um, Ross Barakas, the mayor of Nork, son of a Mary Baraka. That's hip-hop, whether you want it to be or not, because spoken word is a part of the culture. And in North New Jersey, we also had Dupree Keller, Do It All Do, it all do who ran for councilman. You've also taken rank within government to show that hip-hop not only is more than music, 
but it is the maturing voice of the inner city. Why did you get into government and want to take it there and show the maturity of yourself and the culture? Hmm. You mean when I got into politics? Yeah. Hmm. That's crazy. Everybody always asks me, how did I get from hip-hop to politics? I think it's a natural progression. I really think it is. Because, I mean, as you think about it, let me just put it like this. I'm going to give you my definition of hip-hop, and I want you to just add in with your story. I don't think hip-hop is music. I don't think hip-hop is a, a culture in the way people understand it. Because if you look at a culture, people be like, what's our traditions? What's our flag? What's our laws? What's our blah, 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 blah? And when I think about it, when I really did some research within my own personal soul, and I, and I look, I can be wrong. I don't mind being wrong because that means I can be taught. A fool doesn't want to be taught. I believe hip-hop really is God because if you want to break it down in musical terms, we write notes on lines. Those lines are called steps. Our steps are our journey through life. That's, life, that's a life term. Um, the heart is the drum that gives the rhythm of life to your body. The drum is the heart of the beat. Without drums, the beat has no life. Um, we, we have body systems, lymphatic, respiratory, um, reproductive. Like, those systems work together to give our body health and balance. Balance is another word for harmony. When you make music, you're looking for harmony because the sounds have to blend into one feeling. Those are godly terms. That's natural life. So when I look at the progression of hip-hop, as you become mature or elder statesman, you're going to look out for others. And the one way that we look out for our people is to take forms of power, government, officials, businessmen, teachers. A lot of MCs are professors. So if you are in hip-hop and you really loved it, whether you were an entrepreneur who opened their own business a teacher or somebody who got in the government to look out for the youth since hip-hop is powered by the youth, I think that's natural progression. What do you say? Yeah, I I, I, I hear you, and I, I, I agree, like, 100%. 100%, mm -hmm. you know? So tell us, like, how do you, how do you go from the bee stinger to a member of the New York State Democratic Committee. That's huge. <laughs> I know. Everybody always asks me. That's, I, man, that's just crazy. You know, um, you know, because I was in hip-hop, and back then, you know, I had wanted to, to start an organization because I had wanted to do more stuff um, for the community, you know, mm -hmm. because, um, you know, I was in hip-hop, and, 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 and you know, manage, back then managing um, the different groups, um, like uh, uh, Dougie Fresh, um, a group called Snap. They made the record, I Got the Power. Um, you remember I Got the Power? I remember the, the issue with Chill Rob G. <laughs> I remember all mm -hmm, that, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, and then, you know, going around on, on tour to, you know, to the different cities, different states, different countries, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, being in, out there, you know, going to the different communities and stuff, I had, you know, just grew a love for for community and involvement. So, you know, that's when I, I, I wanted to, to do, like, my own organization. So I had started a 501c3 um, organization, and um, it was called United Coalition Association. 
and um I started doing like um health fairs, um um uh college fairs and um and and uh just out there in in, in the community, you know, getting um speed bumps in, in areas and getting trash cans in different areas. So when you and I just when you start a nonprofit organization and when you start getting funding, you know, from mm-hmm. elected officials, um, you know, like when you get uh funding from elected officials, your organization automatically, you know, the the politicians, you know, they they want their name on, you know, on the different things that, that you do. Like if you do like a college fair, you know, they, they want their name, you know, on the, 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 uh, the, on the flyer or whatever or endorsed by, you know, because uh-huh. it, it makes them, it makes them look good because it makes them look like, like they're doing it. You know, yeah, part of the people. Because it's yeah. their money. But it's really you doing it. You know what I'm saying? And once you take money from these, uh, from politicians, they kind of like own you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, I how, I, and that's how I, you know, got involved, um, in, in politics. You know, um, you know, I was involved with, uh, Assemblyman Pity Rivera. We were doing like, you know, different things, um, in the, in the community. And, um, I had such a big name, um, in the streets in New, in New York. Um, he asked me that I want to um, run for uh, for a uh, state committee. Uh, state committee. I didn't even know what that was. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, you know, because he was like, yeah, you know, it's it's, it's it's a lower level to um to elected official. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said it's a it's a nice position. So you know, a, a member of the Democrat State Committee. It's like, um, okay, you, you know, when someone says that uh, the governor. Uh, got the nomination from the Democratic Party, you know, uh-huh. you ask yourself, you say, oh, well, I'm a Democrat, and I didn't do anything. Those are your state committee members, you know, they, okay. um, and in each assembly district, they have, like, a, a, a female and a male uh, state committee member who represents that district um, on behalf of all the Democrats in that district. So you could be representing like a hundred thousand people. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. with just your, just your vote, you know what I'm saying? You just gave, you know, the nomination on behalf of all the people in that district. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. um, that's, what, I understand. that's, that's what state committee members do. So they do that on a, on, on a state level. So mm. when state elected officials, you know, they, they want the nomination. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they start, you know, giving you money and, and, and doing, you know, little things, you know, to, you know, to help, to help you, you know, in the community because they want you to vote for them. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's, that's how I got, that's how I got involved. But see, that's a big deal. Because you said low level official, that's still in the, that's still a level of power because you still work with the people. Very, very big, is a very big position, very position of power. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. you know, okay, the, the state committee, right? Mm-hmm. The Democrats, because it's the Democrat state committee. The state committee sets the agenda for the Democratic Party. Right. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I was on the resolution committee. You know, so, you know, with the, when we pass a resolution, 
you know, mm-hmm. that's telling the elected officials, okay, this is what we, you know, this is what we want. This is what we need you guys to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because the, the, you know, the state committee sets the agenda and the policies for the Democratic Party. Right. So that is a very big position. Excellent. And, and, and see, that's the thing. That's why I love this conversation because heritage hip hop is not about just beats and rhymes. It's about, like I said, if, if God is hip hop, then we have to talk about all things that accomplish and affects and inspires the hip hop nation. And one of those things is when you're in power, you use your power to make change and to help those who are behind you coming up. You yeah. have, you have done things in, 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 with your elected power that not only has changed the game, but you've made sure that you are protecting people with that power. Talk about the Child Victims Act in New York State and how you are a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was um, uh, a part, you know, of the, the Child Victim Act. And um, the Child Victim Act is, you know, when you're, um, uh, if you've ever been, you know, uh, uh, molested when you were younger, you know, um, you back then you had uh up until the age of 23 um to um press charges against the person who um molested you when you were a child mm-hmm. um you know so you know you have up uh, up until the age of 23 to press charges criminally and up to the age of 23 for monetary damage so okay. you know a lot of people who uh who's been molested when they were younger they don't really report it, you know what I'm saying, and, until they till they get older. Okay. You know, so the tactic of you know, we had you were able to push somebody up the age of twenty three to twenty eight. And it I'm, was, miss, I, I'm missing you right now. Some of that stuff that you said got cut off. Um say it again please. Um your your signal went out. Oh, no, I was saying um with the Child Victim Act, you know, you know, you had up until the age of 23 to, to report as, you know, if anyone, you know, have molested you, you know, um, when you were younger. Once you got, past, once you got up to the age of 23, it was nothing that can be done criminally. You know what I'm saying? And if you wanted to sue, sue the person who molested you when you were younger, this is in New York. Um, you yeah. had up until the age of 20, up until the age of 23. So the Child Victim Act, we were able to bring criminally the uh, the age up from the age okay. of 23 to 28. And mm. monetary damage, we were able to bring that up from the age of 23 to 55. And it's a big wow. ordeal because, you know, the age of 23 here in New York, it's been that way forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, okay. you know, we we were trying to do away with the 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 the, 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 the um the age uh period you know what i'm saying because you know we wanted to, to be like you know at any age you can be tortured but you know we were we were glad to bring it up from the age of 23 to 28 and um monetary to sue someone you know we brought it up from the age of 23 to 55 so i'm i'm, I'm very proud of that i want to ask a question because I, I don't think it would be wise or representative of me to not ask this question and my heart goes out to anybody who's been a victim of any type of wrong to their person, sexual, physical, psychological, because sexual 
or um or, or being especially as a child whenever you're a victim of something physical or sexual it can mess with the mind as well and that's very hard to overcome you see what i'm saying yep. i want to ask you a question why was 23 the age given and why did it have to be raised from 23 like what does the person or, or why was 23 that target age and and, and like I understand that you wanted to add more time to it because that person could be dealing with something, but why that age and why take it to almost 30? Like, please give me that understanding from a political point of view so that me as a person who's in society can agree, disagree, whatever, and understand the, the, the meaning of it. Um, well, like I said, that, that age, you know, that, that was set like, like decades ago, the, the age mm -hmm. of 23. I don't know why they had it to the age of 23, but, you know, we were able to get it to the age of 20, 28 because uh, when they started doing um, research on um, people that's been molested, they seen that, you know, people didn't start reporting them until they were in their 20s. Yeah. You know, and um, so, you know, we was trying to do away with the age period, mm -hmm. you know, and the, you know, the, the Republican uh, the Republicans, they, they, uh, you know, they didn't want to do away with, uh, uh, you know, with uh, age period, you know what I'm saying? You know, mm -hmm. and, you know, we negotiated it and um, we settled at the age of 28, you know, um, and then the age of 55 for uh, monetary uh, damage. Um, you know, if it was up to us, we, you know, the Child Victim Act, you know, the people who are part of it, you know, it wouldn't have been no age. It wouldn't have been no no no, no age. You you would, could have been able to to report it in any time. You know, but that was the elected officials. Word. Being that you've touched politics, I want to ask you this question: As hip hop evolves, we have people who are in political chairs who listen to hip hop music. So now we hear and see hip hop everywhere. Like ESPN, Stuart Scott is the is the author of hip-hop on ESPN. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for the hood, we would not have certain slang words used on ESPN by Dick Vitale and, and, and people like that. In the classrooms, we have hip-hop in the classroom with Knife Wonder and Christopher Martin play of Kitten Play doing teaching courses. Even Nas' Illmatic is being taught in, in, in school. Now, we even see Kanye West, who's um, trying to put in for presidential um, nomination with through the, his um, new political party, the birthday party. My question is, do you think one day we'll have a hip-hop president? <laughs> um, yeah, but it ain't going to be Kanye West. <laughs> I hope not. And that's no disrespect to Kanye, but I don't see Kanye running this country successfully. I'm good. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, man, I mean, shoot, I mean, if anyone puts their mind to it, you know what I'm saying. Uh, shoot, you can you, you can be president. Look at Donald Trump. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. I don't even want to use that as an example. No. You know, and, and it's crazy. You know, it's crazy that you mentioned you know Kanye West. You know, mm -hmm. and this is just this is my opinion. You know what I'm saying. This is not the show's opinion. This is this is my opinion. Kanye West, um, you know, he, that's Donald Trump's friend. 
You know what I'm saying? This, this friend. Kanye mm-hmm. West, he said it. He, he just recently said it in an interview. He's a Republican. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'll say it again. Kanye West is a Republican. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And my thing is, he is just there to help Donald Trump win re-election. Because okay. Kanye knows he's not going to be president. The Republican, the Republican Party is, is, is not going to let that happen. You know what I'm saying? And Kanye's just there. I don't know what type of deal that allegedly that him and 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 and, and Donald Trump because I don't I don't call him my president. Um, okay. Any type of deal that I don't know what type of deal that him and Kanye made, but obviously they, they, it was some type of something that was that that was talked about. You know what I'm saying? Because Kanye's only there to pull the votes from Joe Biden to help Donald Trump win re-election you know what i'm saying and and you know he he's proven that time and time every time he wears this red that red hat you know make america great again you know mm-hmm. it really means make america white again yeah i don't even want to touch that right now because we're going to another whole hour and a half because I, I i i'm not even going to touch all that because brother why don't you come on the Mike Council? Heritage Hip Hop has a talk show called the Mike Council, which is our version uh, version of the View, the Real, and Red Table Talk, where we have MCs and people from the community talk come together to talk about the importance of things that go on in our community. The last show we had talked about police brutality, violence in the community. I would love to invite you to come to that show, and we could talk about politics, voting power, and hip hop's um, rep- um, hip hop representation in in such things. Would you Would you accept that um invitation? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely down. Okay, cool. So we 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 you have it out there. It's in the universe. So I am going to remember you and talk to you about this at another point. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. see, let's let's keep it let's keep it let's keep it cultural though. And I'm gonna just say this, and then we're gonna move off the topic. I'm not Democrat or Republican because I feel like whatever side of the coin it is, it's the same coin. And I have not seen things come from either party that has helped us in the long run. I don't give a damn if your name is Barack Obama, John F. Kennedy, Herbert Hoover, uh, Benjamin Franklin, George Washington. I don't really see how the inner city gets anything from politics, especially if there's laws written that say anybody of African descent in America will never be a citizen. I think we're fighting the wrong fight, and until those things get changed and taken or ratified out of the law, of the country that we're all shooting, that we were kicking a dead horse. That's just my opinion. Please prove me wrong. At, thank you. So, I mean, if, if anybody that doesn't agree, please prove us wrong by showing us better and, and changing the things that were in the foundation of the country that could be amended or ratified. That being said, though you are a, in a, a political figure and you have a movement that goes outside of Outside of just sound, you still find your relevance in the sound because you made the hip-hop movement. Define the hip-hop movement and why it was necessary to, to make that happen. Um, well, you know, the, hip, the hip-hop movement, you know, that started at the beginning, you know, of hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, because people came from miles around, you know, to be down with this thing called hip-hop. So... That's why they say hip hop is, is is a movement because everyone 
wanted to be down. Everyone back then wanted to be an MC or, or a DJ. And hip-hop movement, um, it's just a, it was a term that, that we used, you know, to, to say hip-hop, you know, hip-hop movement. It was just a term that everyone, that everyone used. So in the, in the 90s, I sat back, and I was, like, listening to Public Enemy, and I was like, wow, hip-hop really is a movement, because I was listening to the, 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 the consciousness that they did and the, just the mm-hmm. political stance um, in, in their music. And then, you know, you had Queen Latifah come out, then you had Paris uh, uh, one come out. So mm-hmm. in the 90s, you know, that's when I... You know, I sat there and I and I thought I was like, wow, hip hop movement. So I was really had public enemy in my mind. So that's when I said, you know, I came up with the six elements of the hip hop movement to give the hip hop movement meaning because it really didn't have a meaning, you know. Mm-hmm. So the the um, six elements of the hip hop movement is um, conscious awareness, civil rights awareness, activism awareness justice, political awareness, and community awareness. You know, that's what the hip-hop movement stands for. And you don't see how you got into politics with, um, <laughs> with pillars like that? Because you're talking about awareness. That's, that's society. So I want to ask you this question then. How do you reach the new generation of artists when, like, the name band and Zulu Nation is big. Everybody knows that. How do you reach the new artists and let them know about this so they can attain, obtain and co-sign that too and they know that it exists? Mm-hmm. Um, I have started, well, I trademarked the name Hip Hop Movement. So I own mm-hmm. that now. And okay. you know, a lot of people are really up you know, kind of upset with it because I, I own the name, you know, hip hop movement, you know, they never thought that it could be trademarked, but, you know, I had tr- trademarked it, uh, I believe three years ago. Um, and to, you know, get the hip hop movement out there, I had started a, a streaming channel, you know nice. what I'm saying? Um, so I have the hip hop movement, which is on a uh, local TV mm-hmm. and on Amazon Fire Stick. You know, so, you know, and I have uh, rappers, independent artists that, you know, come to me um, all, all the time, you know, because, you know, it's B-Singer. And, um, you know, I, I I let them know that, you know, I, I will prefer, you know, uh, songs, you know, that represent the, 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 the elements of the hip-hop movement. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, mm-hmm. I'll be trying to get them to... Um, you know, to 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 get towards you know positivity when you um making your music and you know and and have meaning you know in your messages you know that can you know elevate people instead of tearing them down. You know what I'm saying? And 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 and, and you know you know hip hop is, is is very powerful. So you know when you have your voice, you know what I'm saying? You can really reach reach a lot of people. So, you know, let's reach a lot of, you know, people on some positivity tips. I think you should come meet some of our artists because there's people who have never heard of this movement who are already doing that. 
And I wonder why, like, a J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar or Immortal Technique maybe hasn't worked with you. Because, I mean, especially if you give them that letterhead from the state of New York, that's a big deal because then you're leveraging your power. And you, 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 you have something else behind your name that makes them take notice. And, I mean, that's a very big deal because hip-hop has always been the voice of the people. And for um, people calling for – people have been calling for hip-hop to be more positive since the mainstream took over. And I, I love this argument. I have arguments with people all the time who are older than me who said, I don't listen to hip-hop because all it is is negativity. And I go, oh, is it really? And then when I bring people up, they have nothing to say because the mainstream has polluted them so bad that we go back into Rehoboamism. And if you don't know the story of Rehoboam, at Solomon's son in the Bible, Solomon, the king, when he died, his son took over the kingdom and played the youth against the older, the elders, and then the, the kingdom split into the kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of Judah. So the people were split because of dissension of disrespect from the elders and the youth, and they fought each other. And I think by them rehashing a biblical concept an evil biblical concept, uh, uh, challenging the old versus the young, they were able to keep the community split, and we don't support each other from that. And that's something I would like to see destroyed. Do you agree? I agree. I agree. So that we need to work together, heritage hip-hop, hip-hop movement, and everybody else who's trying to do something positive for the community worldwide and make it happen. And if anybody's mad that you, you trademarked it and they didn't, it's because they're mad they didn't do it first. So at the end of the day, exactly. I'm good, yo. I'm good. So let's give everybody some information. Um, first and foremost, give them your social media and how they can contact you and learn more about you and the movement and what you represent. Um, as far as, like, the, the movement, they can go to uh, uh, hiphopmovement.us. That's the website for um for uh hip hop movement um the steaming channel which is on local TV and and Amazon and to know more about uh you know uh a beast thing of Ron Savage they can go to uh, ronaldsavage uh dot com you know those are the two websites or you can go to my um the Instagram um which is uh hip hop movement dot local TV. You know what I'm gonna do. I'm going to go on my Roku TV right now, and I'm going to download Hip Hop Movement. There's a lot of hip hop channels on Roku TV, and I was thinking about putting Heritage Hip Hop on here, but I don't know. We we we're pretty solid where we're at for right now. But yes, Hip Hop Movement is on Roku TV. Hip Hop is in black. Movement is in red under it. Correct? Yep. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to that channel right now. And I am going to give people ah hip hop movement. I'm going to give people what I see. You got supporters. What's on the grind coming soon? Live TV, breaking news, hip hop movement south, movie trailers, the hip hop video show, music videos, the open mic tour, Megastar TV, the foundation, and DJ K Slay. What's the science? So it is an official channel. And you can go on your local TV, smart TV, TCL, smart, whatever TV you got, and you can download it as a channel, just like we download Disney+, Plus, Netflix, and things of that nature. So please, everybody, make sure you support. This interview is not over by far. 
Because now it's time for the rapid-fire questions. These are not yes-no questions. These are questions asked to show the depth of your humanity, your understanding of hip-hop culture, and your love of the culture, not who looks good on Instagram, not for BS, basically. It's, to, it's just to appreciate you and the culture that you represent. Are you ready for that? Yep. All right, I have different questions for you than most people, but I'm going I'm to I'm mix it in. So my first question is, even though you went into politics, why did you keep music at the heart and continue making music? Because, like, I am hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? And um, hip-hop is in me. It's always been in me since I was younger, you know, and hip-hop, that's all I know. <laughs> I feel that because when you – this music that you have out is very 1980s-driven. It's like dance and breakbeat music. It's like you're breaking the party back, and even with the vibe that we have, especially in Jersey with Jersey Club and things like that, the children love to dance. I don't know anywhere you go where people don't go, 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 and little kids in diapers just start dancing and, and, and getting it moving, you know what I'm saying? It's like the music is the natural expression, like I said, of God and who we are. So why break beat music and not something more lyrical-driven? Why did you want to take it there? Because of the music um, and, and the rapping of, of of today, you know what I'm saying? Like what I was talking about um, earlier, you know, nowadays it's all about bang, bang, shoot them up and calling out our women, you know, their names and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to, you know, bring back, you know, what hip hop really is, you know what I'm saying? And um, mm -hmm. that's why, you know, uh, I had did the, uh, did, did the single the way I did it, you know, to so that people can really remember where hip-hop really is and where hip-hop really came from. Are you looking to do a compilation album with people who make positive music? Yeah, definitely, most definitely, you know, and, and, and you know, I'm working on some, some, some new music now, and, um, yeah, we, 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 we just going to be... We just gonna do it again. <laughs> I would like to introduce you to about like four artists, maybe no seven artists, really. And I would like for you to tell me if they represent the hip hop movement and that they are worthy of being on your soundtrack. I would love to see all of you make money with it and show these artists that hip hop is an art that needs to be appreciated again because we give it away so freely, especially after the mixtape age. And we get we have middlemen in control of the music instead of us taking control of the music and making it our own again and 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 um reaping the benefits of our hard work and our um God given talent, you know. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, let's go to the next question. And the next question is, what song in hip hop or album perfectly represents you? Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> Um, I would say Dougie Fresh. <laughs> what song? What song? Oh man! Um, I don't know because when I see Dougie, I see I I I, I see me. I, I I would I would say the show. I would, uh -oh. I would definitely say the show. Okay, I would that. You're a party man. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? You like having a good time. Because those snaps and yeah. breaks that do, 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 you know, that's, that's not the movement right there. All right, you upstepping from the door, huh? <laughs> yeah, because me, you know, like, you know, what I'm 
really about, you know, I, I like to make, you know, people laugh. I like to have fun. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that's, you know, that, that's what I am when, when I go out. It's like, you know, I'm like the life of the party trying to make everyone laugh and have a good time. So, you know, that's why I say Dougie Fresh because, you know, when Dougie, when Dougie's on stage, you know, it's like a party. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 yep. it's party time. He rocks the crowd and, you know, that, that definitely represents who I am. As hip hop evolves through maturity, we talked about government. Hip hop is going through media change as well. On Heritage Hip Hop, right, we talk about the artists and the music. We've also talked to teachers, morticians, police officers. We, we talk to people in the community who don't do the music culture as far as making sound. With that, oh yeah, we also talk to people who do comic books and things. It's called Blurred Hop. Like, we're really big on that, right? And as hip hop has matured, we are a media outlet. And I shout out people like Combat Jack. The Company Man, Ambrosia for Head, Doggy Diamonds TV. Those are people who've not only inspired me. Oh, Video Music Box too. They're, they're, we're not talking about people who um only people who just talk hip hop. They actually go to make it their their, their business to make hip hop meaningful and have landmarks in it. So shout out to everybody who I've mentioned and other people who I have not mentioned who's doing media in hip hop. Why do you think it's important for us? to have media outlets in hip-hop to report the real and not just go off of what is being given in society today? You know, I, I the, the, the popular media, you know, they're, they're, to me, they're just trying to tear down, you know, the African-Americans. You know what I'm saying? They're just trying to tear down, like, our our, our our culture period, you know what I'm saying? And they always want to, you know, show bad images or, you know, just mention everything negative, you know, on, on these, you know, big, big stations, like, you know, the, the, the NBCs and stuff like that, the, the news channels and stuff like that. But they never really talk about, you know, po positivity or show us in a good light, in a good light, mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I believe that the hip hop media, like Doggy Diamond, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, likes to show, you know, the uplifting of African Americans and, you know, show like, you know, also shows like the, you know, like the positive side and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I rock mm -hmm. with Doggy Diamond. Yeah, he's he's a he's a he's he's. We need more Doggy Diamond. <laughs> yeah, and we, but we need to respect the original first. Because if it wasn't for Doggy Diamonds, a lot of my love for hip-hop would not be there. Mm-hmm. You know, him and Justin Hunt, he's another one. Um, mm -hmm. Combat Jack, rest in peace. Those are the three, I think, that taught me the most about hip-hop or helped me regain my love for hip-hop when I hated hip-hop for a while, you know? Like, they are very important to me personally. So I, I salute and support them 100%. With that being said, though, I want to take this same question to another level. How is hip-hop like politics? And political parties, I mean, when I say politics. I mean, how's hip-hop like politics? I mean, like I said mm -hmm. you know, earlier, hip-hop is very powerful. Hip-hop has a message. You know what I'm saying? And hip-hop mm -hmm. is, is very global, just like politics. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and politics you know they they 
can make change. They make change, not can make change. They make change, just mm-hmm. like hip hop makes change. You know what I'm saying? And I, I look at them both, you know, like they're equal. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. look at all these young kids out here. You know what I'm saying? They follow. They they follow these rappers. They they do what they 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 want to be like them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know. Let's look at like my son. You know what I'm saying? With his the great my son. Mm-hmm. With his yes. political messages and with his marches and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? He gets mm-hmm. the young people involved. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He gets the young people out there marching and 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 making change. You you, you understand what I'm saying? And my mm-hmm. son was you know part of you know a a a, a part you know of um. The, the, the situation with with with, with George Floyd, you know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. making change, making change, you know, to to the police departments worldwide, you know what I'm saying, and that right there was the power of hip hop, you know what I'm saying, you know, and just like politics, you know what I'm saying, politics can make change and hip hop makes change. Hip hop can do some real damage <laughs> and some real good. <laughs> True, it can, it really can, and yeah, that that's that's why we see a rehashing of edutainment and street knowledge, and now people are really trying their best to try to break it. Um, even with the Nick Cannon issue going on right now, that was a perfect segue to get people to start turning on each other instead of appreciating each other and fighting the real evil that's going on in the world. So I hope we don't lose focus. We continue to stand for the people who are out there doing good things and we don't get into hate speech or anything that turns us against each other. With that being said, I have to ask you another question. Due to um, growth of hip-hop, you've seen the remix come. and Unfortunately, it went. And the remix is when we added music, changed music, added rappers to songs, or even redid the whole song to make give it new life. My question is, in your experience in hip-hop, what's the greatest remix of all time? All right, say the whole question again. What is the greatest remix of all time? Wow. <laughs> Man, I got so much, so much in my head. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to answer that question. <laughs> what? Come on. You going to bow out? Don't be the first person to ever bow out. Nah, because you know what I'm saying? You think the greatest, you know what I'm saying? And well, no, hey, it's like, your opinion. It's going to be like, yo, well, why, you know, why, why you say me? <laughs> hey, hey, tell oh, them come man. on Heritage Hip Hop. Everybody wants to come on Heritage. If you wants to, you're welcome. And if you don't pick your song, come make your case on HeritageHipHop.com. My name is Karev, and you can find me at HeritageHipHop.com, Heritage Hip Hop Instagram, and also you can hit contact my partner, Fatty's Place, at Fatty's Place on Instagram. What's up? What's the greatest hip-hop remix of all time? I'm a out on that one. Oh, everybody, we have the first time we ever took a, somebody took an L on Heritage Hip Hop. Rob B. Singer Savage took an L on Heritage Hip Hop. So all y'all people out there, NYC and everything, who's going to step up from the culture to help them reclaim the victory after taking this L? It's a wrap. <laughs> you took that L. I'm going to send you a shirt with an L on it. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's crazy. He bowed out. Okay, so now you're gonna like this questioning. The next question is right. because because there are people who are, who um back in the day in the '80s and early '90s, features were hard to get because record companies did not want to share money and have um artists do songs with each other. You know, it was a big deal when Burn Hollywood Burn came out. It was a big deal when the Juice Crew did that thing. You know what I'm saying? And um. Nowadays, the feature is too overdone, you know? It's everybody's hugging and kissing and being on everybody's song is corny. I want to be honest with you, though. There's been certain features, uh, feature artists that stole the show from the main artists. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. My next question to you is, who has the greatest feature or guest 16 on any song in hip-hop? You know, <laughs> you're going to hate me right now. No, I'm not. Say it. <laughs> but, you know, I'm feeling 6 9 and Nikki. Yeah, I'm going to hate you. That feature, that feature <laughs> together, I, yo, I, I love that record, man. Okay. That, that's my joint. That's my joint right now, yo. I bump okay. that every day. <laughs> Six nine and Nikki. Okay, well, uh, all right. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that, I like that song. That's what's up. Hey, like it. I like it. I cannot fault a person for what they like. That's not my. That's not my job. Whether I like it or not is not the purpose. You know what I'm saying? So, personally, if that's your joint, everybody out there that's listening like Nikki and, and has six nine, you got somebody else on here, Mr. Savage. Who loves you? Who rocks with you? And that's what's up. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Everybody has it. Everybody has, deserves to be heard. It's just what you do with your power when you get it. You know what I'm saying? And that goes for everybody, not hating on anyone. So, with that being said, here goes the next question. If you had the opportunity to make your perfect song, who would you work with, dead or alive, no restrictions? Who's doing the beat? Who you? Who you? Who's featuring? If you have any. MC Light. And who's doing the beat? Hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Come on, you got the hip hop movement. You can reach out to anybody, and they're gonna say yes. So you got doing the beat. Hmm. Wow. That many people, huh? I would say Diamond D. <laughs> That's a great choice. Diamond D's a legend, man. Diamond D makes great beats, yo. His last, um, the Dime, was it Dime, Dime, Dime Piece? That last album? That was a great album. Nah, we gotta get Diamond D his respect. But I wanna ask you, are you using early MC Light or MC Light when she, um, made Winning in Love and started dancing? Which one? When what's that whole thing again? I said, who, which, which MC Light in her career are you using? Early MC Light or using the one when she made, after she made Winning in Love and nah, she started early. dancing? Early, early. Early MC Light. Okay. Okay, man, aren't you? Okay. Hot damn ho, here we go again. Beat by the Joe Style mm -hmm. Taker. I got you. Okay. That's great. I want to ask you two more questions and then we're going to finish out. The next question is this. Put on your put on your wise old man hat because you're not an old man yet. I'm talking you in your 90s, 85, 90. What is the future of hip hop, and how does it protect itself from being extinct? 
I don't think hip hop will ever die. Okay. I don't because it's always it's always changing. You know what I'm saying? You gotta like now they have like the mumble rap, mm-hmm. you know, and you you see you you see where hip hop came from and where it's at now, and mm-hmm. these younger kids, you know what I'm saying? Each, each generation they're into hip hop, and mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't see hip hop dying. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they, but 30 years ago, they said hip, hip, hip hop, you know, was, was, was going to be dead. Hip hop was going to, you know, it wasn't going to be around. Hip hop is right. still here 40 years later, 40 years That's later. Right. You That's know what right. I'm saying? I, I honestly, I honestly do not see hip hop dying. Hip hop is the biggest genre in music mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. That's right. I never, I never seen jazz be as big or R and B be as big. I mean, hip hop is so big that it's used as a scapegoat to why people are deemed ignorant. China banned hip hop, and one of the biggest Chinese hip hop oh, artists crazy. said, "Yeah, and one of the biggest hip hop artists in China said he regrets being a hip hop artist because hip hop taught him how to be disrespectful." And you know, he and just like Mark Wahlberg did. They use hip hop to rebel, and then when they go back to their roots, I was crazy, and that's like that's nigga music, unfortunately. And I hate that that's what happens. But I agree, hip hop won't die, especially when we have people like you, my son, Kendrick Lamar, um, Yandy Smith. We have um, people who are fighting. Oh, Janelle Monae. We have people out there fighting for righteousness in the world. And hip-hop is the grounds and means and the tool in which we can reach the world and let everybody know we exist and that our issues are issues that should be addressed. So shout-out to all of you, you included, in that movement. So the final question of this interview is the main question I ask every first interview. So that means the door is open for you to come back at any time to Heritage Chop Hip-Hop whenever you want to do the mic council for one, you have new music too, and there's other things that you would like to talk about and you would like to um an outlet. So the main question is this: Unfortunately, there's going to be a day when you're not you're going to pass away and you're not here on the earth no more. Before we continue, may the Most High bless you so that day does not come anytime soon, especially during COVID and the injustices in society. Let's play that out there first. But a thousand years from now, there's going to be something that happens where a child has to do a report and they go to a museum and they see a picture of you in the museum and it says the Honorable Ron Beestinger Savage and they have your papers, articles, music, I don't care, your sneakers, whatever you did to encapsulate your life is there and they read a book about you or they see that exhibit. My question, Mr. Savage, is this. What is the legacy you left on the world that made the world better because you did music and you walked your walk? Truthfully, honestly, you know, I want people to remember, you know, I came from hip-hop, and hip-hop has a voice. 
And coming from hip hop, you know, I use my voice and I use my voice in a way that will last a very long time. And I'm going to say this, and I know, you know, we, I'm going to mention this, you know, I, you know, I was molested at a young age and mm -hmm. I fought for the Child Victims Act. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's something that I want people to, to remember, you know, when you remember me is that you have a voice and to use your voice. I took my voice and I've done something positive. I was a part of the Child Victim Act, you know, uh, 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 you know, bringing the age up from the age of 30, 23 to the age of 28 and criminally and monetarily bringing it from the age of 23 to 55. And that's, that's, that's huge to me. And that's what I want people to remember. So no matter what you go through in life, everyone, you always have a voice and your voice matters. So remember to always speak up. Fight for injustice, fight to be heard, and fight for positivity because our voices make the world better by representing not only our struggle but giving empowerment and power to the people who may struggle, who don't know how to say what they're, what they're going through or even know that there's people they can relate to that have talked and given strength to the world through their speech that can add to their own. With that being said, this is Karez of Heritage Hip Hop with the Honorable Ron B. Stinger Savage of the hip-hop movement saying peace, and we out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. Ron B. Stinker Savage is taking hip hop from the corner to being a council person when it comes to writing laws and fighting for people, children, just the same, who may have been sexually molested in society is a big deal. If hip hop is the voice of the people where those who are in pain need someone to speak up for them, then his movement in the government is a way to get people to be heard who have been touched the wrong way, be it psychologically, physically, or spiritually. So we salute Mr. Ron B. Stinger Savage for getting into politics and helping change laws for people who are victims and giving the victims a chance to be heard. Salute to you. And for anybody out there who has been wronged physically, mentally, sexually, please find the help that you need by contacting the right people, medical, whether you're psychologically are there to help or even physically there to help because that is a very serious thing. And one thing about being a victim is when you are victimized, you feel alone. You never have to feel alone because there are people there waiting to help you. All you need to do is tell them that you need to help and accept it when it's offered to you. So to everybody out there has been hurt, may you be healed in the most high's name and may the good hearts of the people out there who are willing to help them offer their assistance to you and you accept it. This episode of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast was brought to you by Transparent Credit Repair, the superheroes of the financial and credit repair world. If you're looking to change your financial outlook by cleaning your credit, contact them at www.transparentcreditrepair.com or you can call them at 862-250-5122. This episode is also brought to you by Heritage Hip Hop. So you can subscribe to our website, www.heritagehiphop.com. And this month, 
we're doing a special giveaway to everyone who, subs- who subscribes to the website. We're doing Jersey Series Part 2 featuring the old 50 boys. That's right. You get this playlist comprised of Prince Ot, Reek, and True Trilla, the old 50 boys, given to you by Heritage Hip Hop by being members of our website. So sign up and get the greatest playlist out right now and for a limited time we have a special thank you to everybody who signed up to the playlist for this month before we get out of here we'd like to say thank you to our team fatty's place the virtual assistant fire jaws our mc resident who does promotion placement and marketing lex diamonds of diamonds entertainment llc that's d-i-e-m-e-n-z entertainment llc and big a the host of the big a show season two coming soon stay tuned and you can see season one on youtube at a-h-d-a-y-a-r that's i-d-r on youtube season one's in the books season two is going to be great make sure you stay tuned and watch for it for everybody out there that's listening this is this is august this is heritage hip-hop month and we have the heritage hip-hop awards coming on august 29th please stay tuned to our instagram and our social medias for more we have the project of the year the artist of the year and the govmatic of the year awards coming out this year august 29th 2020 so make sure you stay tuned for more information to come with that being said thank you for tuning in we appreciate you as we've gone over 50 episodes and we're looking to go 50 more so when episode 100 comes we pray to have a studio audience and y'all to be there with us thank you for tuning in we say peace and we out